There are three most common definitions of the word spirit. The most common is how good one feels. His spirits are high. Her spirits are low. She has a lot of spirit. Another definition of spirit is the presence of God. I am surrounded and guided by a divine spirit. A final definition is as a ghost, a presence who has transcended a physical body that seeks to communicate with some of us still in physical bodies. I was visited by my grandmother's spirit. In a Christmas carol, Scrooge is visited by the ghost of his old business partner, Jacob Marley. He warns Scrooge of the consequences of denying kindness and goodwill in life. Even Marley, strangely enough, doesn't know why Scrooge can see him. How is it that I appear before you in a shape that you can see? I may not tell. I have sat invisible beside you many and many a day. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate, a chance and hope of my procuring, Ebenezer. You have always been a good friend to me, said Scrooge. Thank ye. You will be haunted, resumed the ghost, by the three spirits. Notice there Marley doesn't say ghost. He says spirits. And why is Scrooge being haunted? Because he lacks spirit. And why does he lack spirit? Because he is completely denied the internal realities of life and only accepts the external realities as real. Money, accumulation, these are what are most important. Humbug on love or goodwill or charity. Scrooge is in denial of the Christmas spirit. Do you ever do that in your own life? Come to believe only in the external realities to the point that you neglect the internal ones? What happens when we do this is we begin to lose focus on the truest narratives of our life, and if we're not careful like Scrooge, we can squash them. It might be interesting to note that Charles Dickens believed in ghosts, that his work, although fictional, is representative of his own spiritual beliefs. When Scrooge sees the ghost, that of his old business partner, he isn't just shocked, but he is forced to move beyond his regular sense consciousness. At first, Scrooge does his best to deny it, to cling to rationality. Why do you doubt your senses, Marley asked. Because, said Scrooge, a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. The rationalist seeks the same explanation for an experience of love or of unity or of great joy, as opposed to the understanding that there are deeper energies going on. Once Scrooge agrees to believe, Marley shares with him his warning. It is required of every man, the ghost returned, that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide, and if that spirit goes not forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world. Oh, woe is me, and witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth, and turn to happiness. I'm only guessing, but I would not be surprised if that is what Dickens truly believed. There's a Sufi saying, Man's heart is like a piece of ground. You may sow anything in it and rear it. When the fruit comes, that man knows whether it was a sweet fruit or a poison. What are you sowing in your heart this Christmas? The joy of Christmas is that it doesn't just happen now, but at a deeper level of now, that blossoms something in a greater reality. A future, perhaps? A heaven, perhaps? Or like what happens with the first of the next three spirits that visit, a kind of return to the past? For the hard-hearted, Christmas is terrible, for it forces a return to the past. Christmas is a kind of return. It represents the unchanging, whether we visit it with terror or with joy. Very few are those who can view it honestly with indifference. 
It is hard to see Dickens' work as fictional when most of us are visited by ghosts from the past on Christmas. The past does exist, perhaps not as an external reality, but certainly as an internal one. Victor Frankl said, The transitoriness of life cannot destroy its meaning because nothing from the past is irretrievably lost. Everything is irrecoverably stored. It is in the past that things are rescued and preserved from transitoriness. Whatever we have done or created, whatever we have learned and experienced, all of this we have delivered into the past. There is no one and nothing that can undo it. We are also visited, of course, by the spirit of the future, which too isn't an external reality, but we know it's real. It's already so on the inside. How did Rilke put it? The future enters into us in order to transform itself in us long before it happens. Scrooge sees his possible sad fate, but luckily if he can nurture his inner reality, that future can change. So too, if we can nurture our inner spirit, our future can change. We can experience a more profound tomorrow, today. The seeds we plant today, with the right nurturing, for better or for worse, blossom in our life tomorrow. The most powerful spirit is the spirit of the present moment. It can be like a ghost because we don't see all of it. Not because it's not there, however, but because our focus is too narrow. In A Christmas Carol, the ghost of Christmas present has the power to bring goodwill and abundance. He just sprinkles some powder from his torch. The sight of those poor revelers appeared to interest the spirit very much, for he stood with Scrooge beside him in a baker's doorway, and taking out the covers as their bearers passed, sprinkled incense on their dinners from his torch. And it was a very uncommon kind of torch, for once or twice when there was angry words between some dinner carriers who had jostled each other, he shed a few drops of water on them from it, and their good humor was restored directly, for they said it was a shame to quarrel upon Christmas Day. And so it was. God love it. So it was. The ghost of Christmas presents shelters two suffering children in his coat, and Scrooge sees them. Scrooge asks the ghosts, Do they belong to him? No, the spirit says, they belong to man. One is ignorance, the other is want. The present contains everything, and yet its spirit isn't everywhere, for much in the present is unaware of what it is. But that's the calling of Christmas, of the three spirits, to bring forth the spirit, to relieve ignorance, to fulfill want. Where we are, whomever we're with, remember, celebrate, and practice the spirit. How are you when visited by the three spirits? Just remember, they all have the same goal, to bring you into living more fully now. They point not to a time other than now, but to that deeper time, the sacred time. You enter not through a door of matter, but a door of consciousness within, and come out profoundly restored.